welcome to another episode of Dating or at Least Trying. My name is Alex and today I am joined by the wonderful Chance Fage. So you've been here before. Yes. <laughs> and you, I wanted to have you back, obviously, because we it's so fun. Like when we do podcasts together, it's very enjoyable, very funny. Yes. But also our last episode titled How to Flirt is by far the most popular episode. Like, by far. That's because, I imagine it's because people were looking to Spotify for podcasts on how to flirt. That has to be what's going on, or something like that. But, listen, we'll take no, it. No, yeah, we'll say, it. It's, yeah. say it's all you. People saw the guest, and they were like, yeah. That's, I'm clicking this one. Clearly my tweets promoting it helped. Uh, I'm, I'm such a big draw that there was no there was no other recourse except to click play on the podcast. I think so. That's what it had to be. But today we kind of wanted to get in, because I would say you and I are both. <laughs> we're, I mean, I think we know how to date, <laughs> but like we also have a lot of questions. Yes. <laughs> And that's why the last episode was How to Flirt. So this time, we thought it'd be fun to kind of explore a new topic. So why don't you kind of explain what we're getting into? We are, um, we kind of uh, put our heads together and decided that we would research how to turn dating into a relationship or generally how to get into a relationship. Yeah, because like I've been in a relationship before, but I really don't get how it began. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get how you make that, like, transition at all. Like, Both both of my relationships, in, in giant quotation marks, mm-hmm. uh, began because it, they were both before I turned 18. Mm-hmm. And both were just... Um, the first one was when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And we went on a date to... It was the summer after middle school. We went on a date to... I went to Cone Park Middle School. So we went to the date at Cone Park, the park next to the school. Mm-hmm. And just like made out for like three hours. <laughs> You're like, we're getting married. Like in the... In the by the tree, in the dugout, it was ridiculous. There See, was when a- I was 13, I was like, what's making out? <laughs> I, I, I didn't really know either. It just, yeah. I was guessing at that point. And then... And you guys were able to do it for three hours? I don't want to listen. I don't want to think about that anymore. And then and after two weeks, I'm like, wait a minute. What am I getting myself in? This is... And then um, when I was in high school, uh, it was a production um, of... I'm going to mention the show. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. it on low. Yeah. But, um, yeah, be mysterious. We started... We just started making out backstage, and that led to, like, a seven-week relationship. So your strategy is just making out. That's not my strategy. I didn't even have time. Both those times, like, that, that was a situation I kind of fell into, and then I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll take it. I, okay, hot take. I feel like all relationships you just kind of fall into. Yeah. Because if I explore – because I've had two, I guess, because I had, a high, I had like, an early high school one month thing but that was like we we only hung out like five times so I don't count it because it was stupid but like with him I think it was just one of like I remember we were at a football game in high school and I remember it was kind of cold so we had like you know his hand was between my legs and I was like oh my god you guys (laughs) and then um I remember while we were sitting there at the football game like surrounded by our friends he was like he whispered in my ear and he was like do you want to go out with me? And I was like, okay. Because like I thought we were like, you know, out right now. Come to realize he meant like, do you want to be my girlfriend? But it's like you have to ask, first of all. And then the other relationship I've been in, in college, it just like, 
it just like kind of ha- like I don't know it just happened like I can't even explain it it was like okay and then I was like what are we <laughs> it was very clear yeah so I don't get I don't get it it makes no sense to me it'll never make sense to me <laughs> So that's why I think it'd be fun to explore this. So why don't we start with, we both compiled some wiki house, wiki, wiki house. I can't even yeah, say I, that word. I got in some other articles too about it. <laughs> I, I scoured the web. Okay, let's go with your wiki how first. All right. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> All right. Give me a and second to bring it over here. I'll get mine open too. <laughs> All right. So. My WikiHow is a is a not a it's three groups of steps, okay. probably like twenty steps total. Okay. How to transition from dating to relationship? Okay. There can come a time in your relationship when you want to make the transition from just dating to officially being in a relationship. If you feel like you and your partner are going in a great direction, you may want to take it to the next level. This situation is not necessarily easy to handle, but there are methods you can use to turn dating into a relationship. Part one, making the transition. Oh. One, focus more attention on your partner. In your fast-paced world of cell phones, social media, and busy schedules, Mm -hmm. you may be distracted a lot. When you start a relationship, try to focus more of your attention on your partner. This means you should put your cell phone down and stop texting while you are with your partner. This will let your partner you know that you are in the moment and want to be as present as possible. This will help make your relationship stronger and last longer. See, you have some thoughts about this. I have many thoughts. First of all, notice how it already says partner. This would yeah. require getting a partner first. That was a, I'm like, eh, I don't know if this is the right... Like, there are some <laughs> steps missing here. Yeah, this is a bad source. And putting down your phone... That's the st- that's how to get a relationship. <laughs> it's so I, stupid. I listen. I've been trying that. Uh, I don't know about all this. I if think anything, that... my phone has helped me <laughs> with my dating life. Yeah, hinge. <laughs> like that's the only thing that's like going well. Listen, I would have dated nobody in college. Well, I would have dated only one person in college if I fucking had to just go off meeting people in real life. Yes, so. this is Thank outdated. You. This yes. is outdated because I would bet money that. 95% of couple. No, no, no. No, I'm I'm going to be more dramatic You're here. More ambitious here? 100% of couples are around our age have happened because of phones. Wow. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I, I think that's correct. I think that's most but cuz even if they met in real life, the re- I would bet money that the only reason they stayed in touch is because of social media. Yeah. Okay, maybe there's the rare few that don't have social media. But come on, like Snapchat, that's a thing where people flirt. But it ha- that's it, I know this is outdated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust it. Might, it might be a, listen, there might be a whole different America that relies on WikiHow. So like Kansas that might be, people. I don't know. Listen, that might be just a whole different breed of person. I can't. Wait, okay, maybe cuz that one's already getting into that. Like let's start with mine let's start with how to find love we'll swing right back to yours we'll swing back to that so this has parts also part one of three to know yourself (laughs) so the first Mm. step is understand what you have to offer so this is really about yikes (laughs) (laughs) what are okay yeah it says what are your best qualities what do you like to do with your time what do you love about yourself what would you like to work on what makes you feel uncomfortable (sighs) 
one of the best, one of my best qualities. Yeah, what are, let's, what let's brainstorm here. All right, my best qualities, um, you want to go first? Do I want to go first? Okay, my best qualities, um, I feel like I am, I mean, what I love about myself is I'm passionate and driven about stuff. I think I'm pretty entertaining. Um, I have a podcast. <laughs> I like what what do I like to do with my time what do I what would you like to work on what makes you feel uncomfortable see that's interesting like a self-reflection on what makes you feel uncomfortable yeah what makes you feel uncomfortable that's a more fun question uh, than what we like about ourselves comfortable um I know I'm really trying to think what makes you feel uncomfortable I know I get uncomfortable. I, okay, like, this isn't, like, I'm uncomfortable when I'm not in control. <laughs> so that's probably something I need to work on. Mm-hmm. I think any situation where, like, I have to learn how to do something new, like, how to learn how to do a new method, whether mm-hmm. it's in work, school, or whatever, I think that's where I'm like, eh. Yeah. If I haven't, if there's not something comparable that I've done, yeah, that would make me feel like a slight amount of discomfort in terms of like, what am I going to do with all this? So I guess adapting to a new method of doing things could be uncomfortable. For Wait, me. so let's deep dive. So then do you get in- uncomfortable in new relationships and like new people that you're like talking to? Because that's a I new territory. It depends on the person. That can happen a fair bit. I yeah. think it can be like, uh, uh, like, and start asking like tough questions too early. Like, start mm-hmm. asking or like tough questions about myself in my own head about the other person. Right. And uh, I think that's fair to say, yeah. Okay. There would be some discomfort there too. See, that's interesting. Because then you could say, relate mine to me. Like, I'm uncomfortable when I'm not in control. So in a new relationship, it's like, okay, like the, there's two people in the equation. It's not just me. Yeah. So it's like, hey, maybe this is something we need to work on. <laughs> okay, the next one My is... My best quality, by the way, is um, I do the little baby voice for dogs. It's my best quality. <laughs> do it right now. Oh, you see little go away. Oh, my God. You give me a little scratch behind the ears. <laughs> do you do that with girls, too? <laughs> yes it that's why that's why i haven't had such success <laughs> okay next one next step is to build confidence <laughs> so be confident about what you have to offer to someone else when it comes to finding love there's no right personality type yada yada okay Number three, know what you're looking for in someone else. So part of knowing yourself is knowing your relationship needs. It says try not to be too specific. It may also be helpful to write down a list of definite no's. And remember that the point here is not to craft a projection of your future partner. You're just sketching out the basic qualities you'd enjoy in a partner. So thoughts, what are yours? What are your definite no's? Definite no's, Trump supporter. Would yes. Be definite okay, no. I was Massive thinking that no. too. Um, I don't know if I have a definite no really beyond that. I mm-hmm. think um, I'm trying to think beyond like I think the things that would be for everybody like poor hygiene. Stuff yeah. Like that. Beyond that, I think uh, Trump supporters like my definite no. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I'm willing to negotiate. I would say, like I hate like. And I've dated this in the past, and that's why it's a definite no now. But like I hate like people that like don't speak. Like, talk. 
Like, I hate mm. quiet people. Yeah. Like, literally say words. You know what I mean? Like, I hate it so much. Okay. Do you want some, this is, this is interesting when it's saying the traits you want. Do you want someone, this is just examples. Do you want someone who's honest to a fault? Someone who shares your passion for books? What's like your number one thing? Number one, what's your, what's your number one thing? I need time to think about mine. Okay. I would say my number one thing, and this has changed because it used to be like funny, which is so important. Like I need banter with someone, but I would say above that I need like openness and vulnerability because like I'm a very open person. Obviously, I have a podcast where I talk about all my details, but like, I need someone who's also able to like, be open about things and like, who wouldn't be afraid to be on a podcast about dating. Like in the past when I've dated people and they've been like, um, no, I don't want to be on the podcast. It's like, you like, why? Like, you know, like, what? You knew I was going to want to talk about this. So like, either be on it or have to hear about yourself. Like, it's going to be one of the two. Yeah, I think, um... Oh, and it's vulnerability. I might be actually the reverse because I think I need really good banner. I think mm-hmm. openness and vulnerability, although that might be something I've taken for granted because people I've dated, like, at least multiple times, pretty mm-hmm. much all have been pretty open yeah. and vulnerable, so. Oh, see, we have the same one. I love it. Okay. We're in part two of three now. So this is the step where you reach out. See, this is actually teaching you how to find someone, which I very that much is very, appreciate. Yeah, that is very good. This is the better wiki how. Okay, so step one is to meet people. One of the best ways to do this, start by making friends. Um, the points it's saying, don't be judgmental. Then it's also saying, be generous with your time. Making friends requires a bit of a commitment. If you're serious about finding love, get serious about spending time with people. That's fair. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, here's my question that WikiHow doesn't seem to be taking into account. When you hang, like, you're often in the same circles all the time. Mm. How are we meeting new people? (laughs) That's my question. Because it's like, you can go to a bar and stuff, but like, how often have you met someone at a bar and like stayed in contact with them? Very rarely. Right. So... And this is coming from someone who's very outgoing. Like, I meet people everywhere I go. But, like, how often does that turn into, like, more than that? Yeah, as somebody who isn't, I'm like, nah. I'm just going to (laughs) stay with my friends. I'm good here. No thank you. Like, uh, meet new people. P.U. I want to know exactly 12 people and that's it. (laughs) At all times, if you meet someone new, one of the 12 has to go. It's constant. You have a, you have the podcast, so you're safe. All right, this is so my I have to stay at the twelve. You have to, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I'll never leave. Okay. The next one is to present yourself as someone who's available. This doesn't mean you need to shout to the rooftops you're on a quest for love, but take measures to make sure people know you're available. Consider your appearance when you're looking for love. Dress like the best version of yourself. Okay. Sure, but consider your appearance like like what you know what I mean like you shouldn't have to you should be yourself yeah like I get considering your appearance but if I want to go and sweat somewhere (laughs) that should be allowed right yeah absolutely. someone's gonna love you for you and it's just like how am I gonna like what show I'm available like (laughs) instead of condemning people who do horny tweets on my fucking twitter timeline I'm gonna start doing them (laughs) would you ever do a horny tweet that, do I have one? I don't know if I have any. I don't think so. So probably not. No. Not yet, anyways. You haven't gotten to the point yet. No. Where you need to do a no. horny tweet. 
<laughs> yeah, is this like, like, sh- like, how do you show your, like, yeah, I get how you show you're available on Twitter. You, you put some of the feelers out there. In real life, how do you do it? Is it like a certain stance? <laughs> like, how do you do it? <laughs> I really don't get it. What's well, also saying be attentive and an encouraging listener and be honest and sincere. But how's that? Like, shouldn't everyone be like that in theory? Yeah. Like, even if you're in a relationship, that doesn't mean, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be insincere now. (laughs) Because, like, I'm coupled up. It doesn't make sense. Okay, the next step is, well, next step is try dating services. (laughs) Consider online dating. Um, Or you can join a singles group at your religious center. (laughs) Oh, buddy. Oh, no, I don't want to... Oh, and then no. the next the next one is bars and clubs are popular places to look for love. But if you want to find a longer term relationship, you might find it easier to know people in places that facilitate conversation. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, okay, also another thing I don't understand is when people say you won't find something serious at a bar mm-hmm. or like all the people there are like whatever. But it's like, I'm going to a bar. Why can't other good people go to a bar too? Exactly. <laughs> like you never know. Like you're as, but you're as likely to meet someone at like a grocery store. Yeah. Well, maybe not. No, I guess at a bar, you're like flirt. Like everyone's yeah. on like high alert. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who am I gonna go talk to? Okay, we're in the part three of three now. This one is titled "Make Moves." <laughs> so the first one is ask people on dates <laughs> when you found someone who interests you and you're ready. Okay, this is the stuff I need to understand. When you found someone who interests you and you're ready to move from the friend stage to something deeper, try asking the person you're interested in out on a date. Classic date night, don't put too much pressure on it, and think about whether you'd like to keep seeing the person. See, okay, do you feel like you're good at first dates? Um, and not really, it depends. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think I elevate a, a relationship beyond yeah. what it would be on a first date. I've had some good first dates, but um, I've had you, some awful ones too. What do you like on a first date? Like, do you have certain like just like making you... a connection, yeah. like making like establishing something deeper at least i had a date at a balboa park once which was like mm-hmm. a week after i got ditched and they were originally gonna ditch they were they, at the very least that person had decency to text me yeah but it was just so awkward with her like <laughs> Why god was we, awkward? we were at the coffee we just couldn't make a connection talking wise it was very stilted and how did it go like describe like like act it out you're an actor she was just very quiet yeah and like almost didn't like want to look at me too much yeah that's weird. All right. Like, I know I'm not fucking Ben Affleck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tell me a break here. I'm not the hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, well, give me. So she's either painfully shy or just yeah. didn't really be there. I don't know. It, it obviously ended up not working out. But yeah. that, would, that would be an example of a bad first date. That's awkward. Like, I, even my worst first dates, like, the conversation flowed. Like, I can't imagine. And it gives me the heebie-jeebies to think about, like, someone, like, the conversation just feeling like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen. That's so How many times did you say that's happened? I think that, that might be the one. That might okay. be just my worst first date. Beyond that, like, no. There's definitely no worse first date than that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so horrendous. Because I feel like I've talked about it on the podcast before, but my worst first date by far was the guy who told me he's a sociopath. Oh, yeah. That's, that's an instant. <laughs> All right. I'm going to head out. Um, I'll see you later. Uh, <laughs> see, but I had like my clown makeup on because that made me want to stay longer. <laughs> I mean, not because I was like romantically interested, but I'm like, can we explore what happened in your childhood? 
Why can't we discuss this more? That's just man. I'm like drink number two. <laughs> like I'm ready for it. Like that's maybe you something. That's maybe something you bring up a few dates in, once you've established maybe you know you have some good qualities. That there's just this thing that's holding you back. Not first date. And he said it like so out of nowhere too. Like we were talking about. I think his work or something. And then he was like, yeah, like, I was like, I forget what I said. It was like, oh, you'd like talk to your good along with coworkers or something like that. And he was like, well, I'm kind of a sociopath in that way. And I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> just what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Uh, and then I we mean, explored it. <laughs> I'm glad he's comfortable enough to say that. But... Yeah. And that's why I wonder, does he bring it up with every date? Like, I'm not sure. And he's one person I didn't ask to be on my podcast. I should have. I just, to me, I, I once I was out of there, I was out of there. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for all that. <laughs> it was just too much. Okay, let's see what the next step is. Um, okay, see, easier said than done. Step number two on the third part is to stay on the save wavelength. Wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. I want to go back to something they said in the first, which is the friend stage. Yes. Like, specific... Oh, to move from friend stage to deeper. I really, I will never understand that. The mistake of both high school chance and especially college chance was falling in love with a friend. <laughs> Do not, under any circumstance, encourage this kind of behavior. And especially... Do not become friends with someone that you know you want to date and just assume you'll get over it. That's all I got to say about that. Do not. So, okay. So you expressed feelings to them and stayed friends with them. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, no, no. Afterwards, it's fine. Okay. It's when I was repressing those feelings for like a year and a half because I was like, oh, I'll get over it. You know, high school, yeah. high school was messy. It's whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'm not over it. But yeah, you know what? She's in a relationship. Oh, she's going to, it's summer now. Yeah. That was the part where it's like... I have a question because obviously my last episode was about the guy who broke my heart. So this is... I relate to this because he was also a good friend <laughs> and I had feelings for him. Do you think you can ever get over feelings for someone? Like if you have a friend that you had feelings for in the past, do you think you can go on in life and never have feelings for them again? Or do you think they'll always linger? I think there's a small like tiny portion of like attraction that can linger yeah. i don't think i could i could say this person is still my friend um you know she might listen to this podcast this might get really messy uh <laughs> but it'll be a, it'll be a topic of exploration but yeah we love some drama <laughs> there's still some attraction there but yeah. it's not like to the point where like i don't think i can live you know what i mean or mm -hmm. anything like that like there'll be any amount of pain behind it so I think right. it's, it's very healthy yeah okay that's pretty good then yeah because i feel like if there was ever a friend that I had a thing for and nothing bad ever happened, like there was no falling out that I had to get over them, I don't know if I ever would get over it. To be fair, there was like a tinge of falling out after yeah. I told her I felt. So I feel like that there would was kind a, of There end was a little it. bit of it. But we – it wasn't like an official falling out, but it was kind of like we didn't talk the whole semester break. Mm -hmm. um, like right at the end of that semester, we like walked past each other. Without saying anything. Oh I think we're both God. at a stage where like, oh, I don't know about all this. Yeah. And then, but we linked back up in the middle of the year. Didn't, didn't really talk about it again. Just yeah. stayed friends. And okay. we're really good friends still. So To me, that can kind of end the feelings then. 
You know what I mean? A little bit. That might have that might have played a part in it, except I still had feelings for her for like another year. <laughs> but do you feel like that helped get over it because like because I'm assuming the falling out was because there was some sort of expression of feelings. Yeah. Okay. I think that would I think that would have helped at least for my like. Nah. Yeah. Like nah, she's not interested, bro. Like you gotta like the inner part of my brain. Like nah, you gotta get over this. Let's let's relax. Do you feel like you're e- easily able to like not just with friends with anyone easily able to like turn that off? No, absolutely not. This is very hard for me. I think I agree with that. Like I think if I'm like into someone, it's like I'll be like. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm obvious about it, but it's like it's there. Like I'm just like I look at them and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like what if we got married? <laughs> JK unless. <laughs> same. Same for me. Same for me too. Yeah. Like automatically the, the thoughts like going five, ten years to the future. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's relax, let's take this slow. And I gotta reel said, I gotta reel it back in. They were just like, How are you? You're just like, wait. I see us walking down the aisle. <laughs> it happens. It's a thing. Okay. <laughs> so next up was stay on the same wavelength. Try to be in tune with what the other person wants. Don't be too pushy. And texting and other forms of messaging may be the simplest way to communicate, but you're less likely to give each other the wrong impression in person. Wrong impression in person or even over the phone. Move things along with face-to-face interaction. Okay, so that's interesting. This is easier said than done. Step easier two, said than done, stay on the same sure. wavelength. Like, But I think it, I mean, it's a good step to strive for, for sure. But I definitely think it is very uh, difficult. Yeah, like it's hot, like... It's hard. You have to, like, really be communicative. But it's like, okay, here's a fun question. Do you think it's possible to be in a relationship with someone or even progress things with someone that you don't have, like, innate chemistry with? I mean, if you're desperate enough, yeah, anything works. But um, I definitely don't think it's good to not have that chemistry with the person. Like, is chemistry something that can be built over time or do you think like people just naturally have chemistry i mean there's definitely not natural chemistry definitely exists i think it can be built over time um whether it's just working on your empathy Mm -hmm. or um just being around each other eventually you know what i mean so you can build that connection over time it's easier if it's natural yeah i think that's um probably where like most relationships come from just having that natural chemistry yeah and not being like you know what we can we can build on this mm-hmm. you seem like a good person so we can put six months into this <laughs> we can build on i feel like i'm really trying to like imagine a scenario where like someone i've been attracted to i just didn't have chemistry with because i feel like i'm someone who like i mean obviously if i see like a hot guy or whatever I'm gonna be like oh my god he's hot but like I feel like I'm not attracted to someone and I don't have a crush on them unless like I know we get along yeah so it's like it's hard for me to envision a scenario where I don't have chemistry with someone like I'm trying to think of like a first date scenario or something where like I was really attracted to them but we were just like (laughs) like not 100% oh my god I don't know what about you do you have any scenarios like that where it wasn't like immediate like go with the like everything flowed um, I don't like for anything that went long. No. Yeah. Because the the two relationships were accidents, so it was kind of like we had to have that good chemistry just to lead to that. Point. Yeah, exactly. I th- I think chemistry is the most important. But what is chemistry? 
Is it just like getting along? Well, why don't we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, use Google the top- what's chemistry. <laughs> like I don't get it because it's such a th- like. I don't know. It's just people you can like really like. You know that girl on TikTok and she's like, it's the fucking vibes. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> right. That's okay. What so is. chemistry. Definition number two for the noun. One is obviously the branch of science. Number two is the complex emotional or psychological interaction between two people. Okay. So. So it takes into account emotion and psychological connection. Yes. What is chemistry? The emotions. Okay. Think of your friends. Do you have any friends that you don't have chemistry with? Um... Trying to think, probably not. Yeah, think of your top 12. My top 12. I'm really trying to think. I mean, Rocket doesn't listen to me anymore, so. <laughs> but he doesn't listen to anybody and he just kind of lays around, so I still think we have good chemistry. <laughs> to be clear, that's a dog, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know. Um, I feel like who's your friend from elementary school? <laughs> who's this? Uh. No, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. There's at least like a level of connection over something, over some shared experience at the very least. Yeah. But no, for the most part, there is definite like mutual interest there. Okay, so could we argue? And this is actually something I find very interesting because everyone that I've had, like that I've dated for longer periods of time have all not been from apps. So like the people that have been from apps... Maybe the longest date, I, longest time I saw them was maybe four dates or something. So my question is, could chemistry just be shared experience? Well, I have Wikipedia right here okay. to offer an answer. Ooh, let's hear it. it. That could be, or that could be at least a basis of chemistry. But in the context of relationships, chemistry is a simple emotion that two people get when they share a special connection. It is the impulse making one think, I need to see this other person again, that feeling of we click. It is very early in one's relationship that they can intuitively work out whether they have positive or negative chemistry. Hmm. So I guess maybe it isn't something you can kind of build. Or maybe at the very least, like, you can build a connection between that chemistry or something like that. Yeah. And you could build shared experiences. That's interesting. Because it has, like, I just feel like the people that I've dated not from apps, it's like, okay, we can talk about people in common. We can talk about things that we both know. But, like, people mm-hmm. from apps, it's just getting to know each other solely. And that's it. Like, it's not like you have the shared people to talk about. So, basically, there's a giant debate over over chemistry i always the synthesis section of the wikipedia page some people think it's a moment some people think it's a process some people think you can't learn and can't teach like there's a lot of debate over what chemistry is it's a very flexible and like it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people okay would you say it's a moment i I think it could be i think it can be a moment it can be a process um I don't think it's a process that'll work for everybody or even, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I think it can both exist right away or exist over time. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a case where you like have to learn to get a, you know what I mean? Like you're in a, in a classroom setting or kind mm-hmm. of have mutual friends and then you can build it from there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. That's so weird. Chemistry. Cause if you think about it, every, you need chemistry. Yeah. Like you really can't have it without it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but like what? That would be very (laughs) awkward. And would you even, like... Because, okay, like, not saying a relationship is all sexual (laughs) stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, you need that chemistry, too. You have to be compatible in that way. Because some people, it's just, like, okay. (laughs) Like, you know? 
<laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, here's an expert tip on here. It says, avoid ghosting the other person if they're not what you're looking for. Okay, whatever. Yeah, we're all going to disregard that. (laughs) We're just going to ignore that one. Okay, step three. Be vulnerable. At a certain point in the quest for love, it's time to take a risk and lay yourself open to the person you care about. Tell her or him what you're feeling. It may make you a little uncomfortable, but the only way to know whether this relationship is turning into love is to find out if the feeling's mutual. If the person's interested in continuing the relationship with you, you may be on your way to finding love. Okay, yada, yada, whatever. If there's lack of interest on the other side, it's important to know when to drop it and move on. I mean, that's true. Being vulnerable is super important. You have to. And this is a step. The other articles are like that. were very clear and mentioned. You have yeah. to talk about it at some point. You have to be like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And um, whether they're like, they err, they're not really sure, whether they agree, whether they disagree, yeah. you have to have that discussion at some point. Right. Okay. Let's discuss when you have that discussion. So do you feel like you should be openly communicating at every step of everything or do you feel like there's a certain point where you're like, okay, let's discuss I think what the, we I are. think you kind of want to see first like how you are in the moment. Yeah. That would be kind of – and, uh, you know, you never know when that opened. Like it might just come to the person might initiate it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, you kind of want to see how you are in the moment first before you worry about the long-term implications. You have to see right. if you have chemistry in the short term to then worry – about the long term Mm -hmm. so um i mean if it comes up in conversation you should be open to it i don't Mm -hmm. think like you should have an anathema to talking about it at all yeah to where you're awkwardly dodging around it but i don't think you have to necessarily think about uh what is this leading to or whatever right away right i think if it's like dating services for example and they offer the option then yeah you can kind of be like this is what i'm looking for right I feel like as soon as it's, like, weighing on you in any way, you need to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's... Because for me, with the relationship I had, like, I... uh, Like, he and I were friends, and then we started, like, being more, like, romantic or whatever. And then maybe, like, two weeks in, I was like, okay, what are we? Because it was, like, really bugging me. Because I wanted to know, okay, clearly, this was my first relationship. Like, clearly, it was moving in that direction, and I, like, wanted to know. But then, like, later when I was with other people, maybe even for a longer period of time, it's like I didn't have that urge at that moment. Yeah. So I think it's just really when it's, like, like it's on your mind. You need to express it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you feel like you're good at communicating no. and expressing? <laughs> No, but I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. Like once yeah. I, I think my initial problems with communication are like the opening stages. Mm-hmm. Once the once the you know kind of uh, time passes, I think, and I get more comfortable with the person, then it yeah. becomes easier. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, I feel like if it's like the person that you should be with, you'll be comfortable expressing that to them too, like feelings to them. Mm-hmm. At least. I feel like in my experience, that's been the case. I think that's about right. This sounds about right. (laughs) I feel like an expert, even though I'm not. Okay. So (laughs) I've read one wiki how, and now I'm like ready to preach. (laughs) Okay. The next one. Okay. Well, step number four in the final step. Try again. If a relationship you felt was leading to love doesn't work out, you may feel hurt for a very long time. It's important to eventually try again. When you do connect with someone special, it'll be worth the headache you experience on the journey. Okay, I have an interesting question. Do you feel like it should be easy with the right person? Or do you think that's just a lie people say? 
it kind of seems and kind of from what the basic research, first of the research about relationships or mm-hmm. what makes a good relationship before I, I kind of shifted back to, it kind of seems like it's just something you do have to work on. Right. And kind of address concerns before they become massive concerns, address small things before they become big things that drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think anything, it's a process. Definitely. Now it can be easier with the right person than with somebody who isn't the right person. But, yeah. Um, I think it's a process. Okay, here's a fun question. If something little annoys you in the beginning, do you think you should talk to the person about it? Depends on what it is. Yeah. If it's something they can control, I'd probably bring it up like a cuff after a little bit. Yeah. But if it's something they can't, if then it's something I'd, about them, it's like like, a, like what I'm gonna ruin their confidence or whatever, or make them self conscious yeah. just to do something they can't worry about anyways, like. I was I went on a date a couple weeks ago with yeah. um, great girl. Uh, just had an annoying laugh, but like <laughs> that's such even, a big part of them now. I mean, it was fine. They were the ones who ghosted me for the record. They, I was fine with it. I must have been. I must have been doing something they did not approve of. But um, why? How was the laugh? It was just like very high pitched. Mm, okay, so every time they laughed, you were like, "Whoa!" You were taking a back. little bit. Yeah. That makes okay, cause something like that. That's not, but that's like they. What are they gonna do to control it? Yeah, well, true, but it's also like, what I think about is in the beginning of a relationship. And hey, I could be wrong. My relationship was only like three months, and I hated him after like one month. But like, when you get in a relationship with someone, like the beginning stages are when you're like really into them, and like they could almost do no wrong. I mean, yes, they can, but you know what I mean. That's yeah. when it's like very like honeymoon stage, whatever. Once you're, like, a few years into the relationship and, like, maybe you're annoyed about something about them and they laugh, they do the basic human, like, response of laughing at something which should exude joy, but you hear their laugh and you just are disgusted with them. That's a problem, right? I feel like something like a laugh couldn't even be... Like, you have to like their laugh. You know what I mean? Like, something like that is, like, core of, like, I'm just going to store it and use it in an argument. That's a nuclear (laughs) weapon. (laughs) Why do you laugh like a seal? Exactly. But you know what I mean? It's like, like if you like. It was something I, it was a a little annoying, but something I was going to be able to handle. Like if it was super, if it was super annoying, that would be something I would. Yeah. But like if on a first date, you're already like, her laugh is, you know, like, uh, like, but you know what I mean though, right? Cause like her laugh is like her expressing joy and it's something that annoys you. Yeah. So I feel like stuff like that. But, like, maybe if you're annoyed, like, you don't like someone because of, or you like someone, but you don't like how they, like, I don't know, when they're mad or something, you don't like how they react. It's like, okay, but that's when they're mad. I mean, you should not be uncomfortable with how they react, but you know what I mean. Like, if something annoys you about, like, their mannerisms or something, but then, like, if it's a laugh, it's like, oh, my God, that's them being happy. And it brings me down. Just make your own happy, then. (laughs) I don't see what the big issue is. (laughs) I hate that so much. Okay. I, gotta, I gotta bring out the 50-50 rule. You're gonna be happy 50% of the time. <laughs> that, that sounds good. I saw this tweet that was like, oh god, it was this guy saying that like, he learned that basically any relationship that's worth it should be more than 50% happy. And I'm like, that seems like a very, 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 very low bar to clear. Wait, yeah. You, a relationship 50, be, should be 50% if she's 51, happy? If she's 51% happy, she should be like, all right, well, I this is good. 
This above average? Oh my god. I feel like it should be, I mean, realistically, like 85%, right? Or is that too much to ask for? (laughs) I think, no, I think that's fair. Because I feel like it's normal to get like a little annoyed with someone. Or maybe it's just me. (laughs) I get annoyed easily. (laughs) But like, I, but yeah, it should be mostly happy. Okay, let's explore this one a little bit. Um, how to get in a relationship. So just, let's just, because I'm very curious about this. So this one also has a couple different steps or parts. It has one of three. So the first one is clearing obstacles to a relationship. So I think it's kind of similar to the last one. It's saying, ask yourself what you want from a relationship, respect yourself, deal with the past. That's interesting. Okay, Mm. this one's saying deal with the past. The last thing you want in your new relationship is an unsettled issue from a previous relationship or marriage. Working through the reasons why your last relationship was unsuccessful can also help avoiding repeat the same mistakes. Mm. That's really interesting. That's really good. And, like, I think that's true in the sense that, like, my one relationship I had, like, I realized what I didn't want in a relationship. And I was like, well, I'm never doing that again. Mm. Like, so I think, do you feel like you've learned from your past relationships and past like crushes and stuff yeah i think so yeah like i'm a changed woman <laughs> after all that <laughs> it's definitely kind of once we swing back to mine i'll have something to say about one of the steps specifically Ooh. about something i learned yeah okay and then don't enter a relationship just for the sake of a relationship no attraction can build over that time. was i hate to be messy that was at least my first relationship was don't in a relationship just for the sake of relationship yeah the second one i kind of stumbled into too and there were other people i were interested in but i was like she wants to make out with me and she's pretty attractive so i guess we're cool so let's date yeah (laughs) i feel like that's everyone's like early relationships at least like i got in like Oh, God, I had a memory re-enter. You go finish your sentence, and I'll I'll talk about my I was just going to say that I feel like my relationship that I had, and I feel like I trash him a lot, but, like, most people probably don't know who I'm talking about, so it's fine. But it's, like, if I had been in a relationship, I don't necessarily know if I would have got... If I had been in one before, I don't necessarily know if I would have gotten in a relationship with him. I think for me, it was, like, oh, my God, someone likes me. Like, this is fun. Let's explore it. And then it turned into a relationship. Whereas I feel like now I'm a lot more picky. Yeah. Like, infinitely more picky. So it's like, that makes sense to me. Early relationships. What were you going to say? I want to clarify this when I was 16 and a scumbag. Oh, God. But in my second relationship, it was about a week before it ended. I was already like, I don't want to really date her anymore. I'm not really interested anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's backstage after a show Okay. and I'm going into the dressing room to change. Um, so I was on stage mm-hmm. and she's sitting in the hallway cause she worked backstage and we, we had just finished talking and I go to enter the dressing room. I open it. She says, I love you. And I pretend not to hear and I shut the door. Uh. <laughs> I just remembered that. And I'm so devastated. I did that. <laughs> you really blocked that out of your memory till now. I think it re-enters, like, every so often whenever I think, but... Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so sad. It's such a bad thing to do. (laughs) I didn't... I didn't feel the same. I don't know, like... Honestly, I mean, I've never done it to that extent, but I feel like the whole pretend you didn't hear (laughs) is a good strategy. (laughs) Back then, back then. Now I wouldn't do that. No, for sure. But like, I understand why that happened. And Uh, I don't blame you. But how did, how did it proceed from there? Did she like bring it up again? 
No, and then Damn. I broke up with her that Monday. <laughs> because it was before, like, our basically our most casual dance. And I didn't yeah. want to have us, like, dance on each other and then be like, all right, I'm breaking up with you now. Yeah. I wanted, I actually did a good thing in breaking up before then. But... So with her saying I love you, did that make you realize you weren't interested? No. I, I knew then. So I was like, this is a five-alarm fire. This is something we have to address and we have to address now. Do you think she said it because she realized you were pulling away? Could be. Oh, my God. Maybe not. That's, I think I think once I didn't mind. say that, I think maybe because she – I think she kind of got the feeling that was coming. Yeah. Of course, I made the ill-advised decision to tell her before school we had something to talk about and then waited till like – I had to wait till all – like all seven hours of classes were done to be like, all right, so here's what's happening. Dang. I think we should cool. see other people. Wait, where did you say it? In the theater. Like not – nobody was around. I specifically yeah. made sure. But I did still. some good things while also being a scumbag. I did do some good things. Well, no, the reason I ask is because I got broken up with in a library <laughs> at SDSU. In the library? You guys could have found some spot outside? What I don't understand is he lives in Aztec Corner. Like, he could have invited me to his... He lived in Aztec Corner at the time. He could have invited me. He was me. like, you know, I don't... Listen, this relationship's ending. I don't need to invest any more time in it. I don't want to walk the half hour back to Aztec Corner. The half hour, the two minutes. Two minutes back to Aztec Corner. That's too I much. literally forgot this had happened, and my friend Sarah was like, do you remember when you got broken up with in a library? And I was like, oh. I must have like blocked that out from my memory because I totally had forgotten until recently and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just like symbolism of the entire Like what what if it goes like what if you need to talk loud? What if it oh, goes I bad? Did. We we walked out and we were where Adam's humanities is and I was like very loudly talking like kind of I wouldn't say yelling, but I was like very sternly talking. <laughs> And then I remember because that day like my car was broken or something. So my mom had picked me up from school and I was like walking back to her car like crying. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care who sees me. <laughs> like there's a balcony by the art building that's perfect for it. <laughs> Literally, there's so many places. Like we could have gone to like this a storm hall bathroom. <laughs> like we could have gone to go like to the library study room at least try to find one of those. God, what if, imagine if he was like, let's find a study room to do this in, in like 30 minutes of just walking around the third and fourth floor, like, oh, none of these are open. All right. Well, uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, stands in front of books, so this is ending. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Me and him had been sitting at the library for like 30 minutes before he even said it. I was like, like, what? like, what? <laughs> why did you make me have to talk to you for 30 minutes before doing this? <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. Okay, wait, let's get in these steps. We're kind of running out of time. Okay, so it's just saying no attraction can build over time. Don't expect to change your partner. Don't get hung up on small things. Learn what makes a relationship healthy. Yada, yada, yada. So then it basically goes into meeting and dating. It's the same as the other one. But wait, this one's saying it says avoid sex early in the dating process, which caught my eye because I highly disagree with that. Thoughts? I think it depends on on the people, right? Like it kind of depends. But I think overall, it'd be it's a good thing to what, but, avoid of avoid not to avoid doing that. Have have sex if you want. Don't be a cop and say avoid sex early in the dating process. Yeah, because I just feel like you want to know if there's like sexual chemistry. You no, know? yeah. like yeah, I, I feel like it's would. like you can be sexually active in the beginning. See. 
watch out for red flags. That's true. Oh, nurturing a new relationship. Let's see. Find exciting things to do together. Studies showed that excitement of doing new things together increases arousal and brings you closer. Mm. Communicate continuously. True. Build trust by sharing your vulnerability in small doses. Stay independent. Don't fear conflict. Oh, that's fun. See, I feel good about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how's, what's yours? All right. So this is, again, how to transition from dating to relationships. Step oh, yes, one, yes, focus yes. more attention on your partner. Got it. Uh, step two, spend more time together. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of correlates with other research I did where it's like do more day-to-day stuff. Kind of figure out how you – how you like you clearly work together on dates, but maybe they're a bit more formal. So do more casual things. Yeah. Like things like just like run errands together, mm-hmm. hang out at home, kind of see how that goes and see if you're ready to go into that next step. And that, that's something I had heard before. I forget what source I heard it from, but on a first date – like to really get to know someone you don't want to be like oh what are you passionate about like what blah 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 you want to be like how's your day-to-day like would you like to kind of get to know what their day-to-day looks like because that's the person you're going to date like what their day-to-day is it's not like it's not always going to be like oh here are my hopes and dreams like I mean yeah that's prevalent but it's like you need to like someone and how they act day-to-day yeah uh also they suggest that doesn't mean you should be at your partner's beck and call keep a little mystery in the relationship mystery don't agree to every date your partner sets why i think it's to kind of keep some sense of independence maybe Mm. might be where it sets like just kind of keep it a a good back and forth between two people instead of two halves or like you should be two separate people who just not Inter, uh, dependent to the point where you're two halves. Yeah. That's something that grosses me out about relationships. You know, when you, like, you know someone, but you only know them for their couple, it's like you don't, like, think of them independently anymore once they're in a relationship. I despise that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you think of, like, oh, Sally, but you think of Sally and Joe, like, you're not just thinking about the people as individuals. You're thinking of them as a couple. Yeah. That's so horrendous. Yeah. I hope to never... <laughs> No one should ever associate me with – I mean, associate, yeah, but, like, I don't – That shouldn't be, be the only thought is, like – Exactly. Only thinking within that realm. Yeah, that yeah seems, that but I feel like that's so common to think about people as couples and not as individual people. Yeah. It's so wild. Like, I want people to think about me as my podcast, as, I don't know, like, whatever I am. And not, I don't want the even the top five things to be, like, my significant other. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, what's next? Uh, number three, call just to talk. Uh, this kind of seems yeah. more just like, com- yeah, communicate more often. Text or message each other more as well. Yeah. Just kind of communicate. It, I think you had, I think yours at a point about communicating continuously or whatever. That seems yeah. about right. And I will say I hate texting, but I do love a good text from someone I like. Yeah. <laughs> like once I do like someone, I like talking to them. So it's like, hee hee, you sent me a meme. <laughs> like, cute. <laughs> You know, step four is also something that was touched upon. Do new things together. Try more exciting things. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here, compromise on what your activities will be. Figure out something maybe you'll both like. Mm-hmm. Five, meet each other's family. Mm-hmm. Kind of when you're getting ready to enter a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, meet each other. Yeah, that seems about right. Do you feel like someone's family is signi- like, is that significant to you if you like didn't like their parents or something? I don't know if it was like a dislike of their parents. I don't yeah. Think- I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. that would stop it. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I guess it would really depend. I haven't had that situation yet, so maybe if it changes, but. Yeah. Number six, tell your friends. 
Uh, when you're changing over to a relationship, you will want to tell those closest to you. Mm-hmm. Go to group hangouts as an official couple and tell people that you're in a relationship. This doesn't have to be a formal thing together. Just make it obvious that you and your partner are together. Yeah. And I feel like that's changed nowadays. Don't do, now they're so You don't have again. to do – hold on a second. Let me, get, let me show you this wiki out drawing. You don't have to do this. Ew. It says meet my girl. <laughs> I hate that. But that's bad. the thing with social media. It's like, you know, when there's an official, like, someone posts their, like, significant other for the first time and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's such a thing now. Yeah. It's like they announce it on social media. Or you can tell. You can always you tell. You can tell, but there's been some, I've seen some announcements, too. Um, announce, like, full on, like, hey, everyone. Well, one was, like, a YouTuber. Girl. Shout out, uh, Binging with Babish. <laughs> he did one recently. And, and what was it? He was just like, this is me. Yeah, this meat. You know, I want to hear that. But I listen, really I, I kind of get it though. It's like, I mean, a I need to I need to over I need everybody to know I am no longer the person I was in high school. No, but in all seriousness, I think if I was in a relationship, I would be so like excited. Like I I post on Instagram exclusively about my dogs. On other platforms, <laughs> like on Twitter. Um, so you really want to have a meet my girl moment. Maybe not like a meet my girlfriend, but at least drop the like the selfie or whatever. See, okay, is it what is it weird that I disagree? No, none at all. You can definitely like you can want to. You might want to set more boundaries on keeping it private, or you might not yeah. want to have. A, you might want to avoid having a relationship specifically for. Mm-hmm. You might want to have that safeguard against having a relationship just so you can show it off on social media. Yeah. I definitely think that's valuable. I can't. You speak on what I'm not. I was trying to tell you how you feel about it. You, you're right here. You can speak about it. I feel like I just. Like, there's something cool to me about, like, it being private. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, yes, I have a podcast. I talk about everything on here. But it's, like, kind of funny to know that, like, y'all don't know I could have someone. (laughs) (laughs) And not, like, I kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's fun to me. Like, maybe I'll draw up in a case. And I used to be different because I used to post. I mean, obviously, I share a lot of stuff on social media. But, like, I've been trying to peel back. And not share as much. Mm-hmm. I would say in the past maybe like six months. It's like no one needs to know like, I don't know, what I'm doing for a job right now. That's which, same for me. I do. Yeah. I have restricted my sharing. Recently. Exactly. Like no one needs to know what, what job I have. No one needs to know who I'm dating. Bro, my, my Facebook statuses when I was 14, 15 year olds were crazy. Yeah. I drop the truth is every week. <laughs> I, drop a, I drop a sad Facebook post every so often. Oh, boy. A subtweet. <laughs> but it's like, I'm just in a stage now where I'm just like, you know, I'm me. I'm doing me. I know I'm what I'm doing behind the scenes. No yeah. one needs to know. Whereas, like, a year ago, I was like, oh, my God, I got this job. Or, like, or two years or three years ago when I was in a relationship, I was like, hee hee, me and my boyfriend. But it's like, why? Like, for what? Like, I like the people who I want to know knowing. But other than that, who needs to know? <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Yeah, that that I can definitely. In my I'm sorry, and I'm sorry for like trying to assign what you what no, you thought okay. I was breaking it down. Like, well, I'm, no, and you were giving right other now. good reasons for it, but mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just like a privacy's fun. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I like being mysterious. Like I like people trying to like figure me out mm-hmm. <laughs> as I talk about everything. But that's the thing; I'm very selective with what I share. I seem I people think I share everything, but. You don't share everything. I don't share everything you don't at share all. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, what's next? Let's see here. Be ready for a commitment. 
when you enter in a relationship, your dating life will become exclusive to that person unless you have someone. But yeah, assuming a, a monogamous relationship, um, this means you will stop dating other people and only see the people you are in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Before you decide to be in a relationship, you need to make sure you are at this point. Uh, assess how you feel around him or her, whatever mm-hmm. case. This was written as him. When yeah. you are thinking about being more serious with your dating partner, you need to make sure he he slash she slash whatever is the right one for you and that Mm -hmm. is something that you want you want to make sure your partner is making your life better and that you will thrive in a new relationship Mm -hmm. ask yourself do i feel better when i'm around my partner Mm -hmm. do i enjoy our time together do i leave our dates feeling better about myself do i feel respected that's important all see all seem like good questions to ask all seem very important which i will say that's true for relationships and friendships that's something I've been trying to focus on too. Like, if someone doesn't make me feel good, why am I friend? Why am I hanging out with them? Mm-hmm. Even look at your own life. Mm-hmm. Even though you may really want to be in a relationship, you need to make sure that you are at a good point in your own life to start a relationship. Relationships take up much more time than just casually dating. You will have to take more time to be around your partner and be available when you are needed. This may be difficult in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Figure out how you feel around your partner. Do you feel comfortable around your partner and feel you can be yourself? Mm-hmm. Important. And they say many of the best relationships feel as if you are with your best friend in addition to being with your partner. Yeah. That's true. Determining if your relationship is ready. Assess the state of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to make sure your relationship is in the right place before you go from dating to a committed relationship. You need to decide if the two of you are ready to go to this next step. There are some criteria that you can look at to see if you are ready for the next step. Questions you can ask yourself are, do we mm-hmm. hang out on a frequent basis, more mm-hmm. than once a week? Do we talk to one another outside of our dates? Uh-huh. Do you both initiate conversations and dates? Yeah, that's important. Do we enjoy being around each other when we are together? Have you met one another's friends? Mm-hmm. Two, talk to your partner. Communication is key to any relationship. Uh, discuss where the dating is going, if your partner wants to change the status, and if your partner is ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. But try to bring it up. They say try to avoid having a talk, meaning try to bring it up lightly or at a comfortable moment. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, I guess, like, don't bring it up out of the way if you can, yeah. I suppose, is what they're aiming I for. Was, I was going to disagree with that for fun, but I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, if you want to if you want to disagree, I don't I know, but I can't, like, I, I, think, I think in theory I want to disagree, but it's also, like, more than likely it will come up casually. Yeah. Like, I think if you have to force it, that's when you also know something's wrong. Yeah. Look at look for signs you're already in a relationship. Sometimes being in a relationship can sneak on you, uh, sneak up on you without even realizing. Why? It. What's it saying? Uh, if you date each other exclusively, spend every weekend together without having to ask. Your partner has seen you at your best and worst. You fought and made it through the other side. Yeah. You've talked honestly about your exes. You're really good friends with each other's friends. You stay in more often than you go out on dates. Huh. Okay. I think that's a little weird, but I kind of, I kind of get like where you're already in a relate. Just to, but I still think you need to affirm it. But yeah, you need to affirm it, and I agree with all that except the part about exclusivity. It's like that needs to be a talk too. Yes. I think it's assuming that. I think other articles I looked at, exclusivity. Yeah. Although I think that's part of it, though, is like if you're just. If if you have happened to date each other exclusively. Yeah. But it does need – I do think, agree with you. It does need to be a conversation. It does need to be a conversation because especially like you can think you guys are being exclusive. But if the other person is still not like talking to other people, it's not exclusive. And that could – that's only going to hurt you by not having that conversation. Four, do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't feel pressured into it. Don't try to do it as a step to save things between you and your oh, partner. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Um, don't move too early, which is actually an important thing I want to talk about. Let's see. Yeah. Let's get through this. Is that it? Yeah, just be ready for the next step and want to be with the other person. More yeah, definitely. So make sure to take your time. High school, senior year of high school, I was super messy because I was just bouncing around. I'll say less, but that's just – don't – yeah. Don't rush into things. I will say as we get older, like everyone I know who has recently or started a relationship, let's just say after college, everyone I know who has started a relationship after college, it's taken maybe like four, five months to become official, mm. which like I used to think was outrageous, but now yeah, I'm like, that-, it, that makes so much sense to me. Like I wouldn't. It's like you're still, like, really getting to know someone. Like, even if you knew them before, it's like you're getting to know someone intimately. And, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like, it, it, like I said, it never used to. But now it totally makes sense Yeah, to that me. makes a lot of sense. You really want to take it slow. Okay, we're already at an hour in. Do you have any last words? Any last stories? Any last... <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything. I Thoughts? Think, I think... That's about it. Um, we really covered a lot of ground here. Yes. Do I feel more confident in finding love? No, but <laughs> at least this makes me feel like no one really knows what they're doing. Everyone's winging it. Yeah. Let me just look through these other notes for anything. That Yeah, a lot of them note like have an exclusivity talk and one says to address serious topics when you're entering the relationship, like start talking about like where is this leading? What do you want mm. out of a relationship? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of get into that ground. Uh, and I would also say our, uh, talk about serious topics like their politics, their family, yes. like stuff like that. It's important to know like the intricacies that make someone. Yeah. And they also say build, do small things to build trust and familiarity. Mm-hmm. Like let, let them see you get ready for the date maybe or something like that. Right. Um, just show that you have confidence in them. Yeah, definitely. There's obviously a lot about what uh, eHarmony actually has a, a blog post and Ooh. part of what they say at the beginning is be happily single slash don't see them as your other half. Yeah, definitely. And identify deal makers and deal breakers before you have entered. Yeah, and maybe just because I'm kind of an analytical person, but I think it's important to look at something analytically. <laughs> like I have a bad habit of that. I'm like, okay, here's what I don't like about someone, but here's what I do like about them. And, like, maybe that's me overanalyzing, but I feel like that's important. I do think that's a good idea. Yeah. Kind of once you're removed from the situation, being like, all right, how do I feel? Yeah. Um, how do I think long-term when I'm not around this person? How do I feel versus how I feel when I'm in this person? Definitely. 100%. Yay. Well, this has been so fun. Yep. As always, it's so fun to have you here. Thank you so much. It's fun <laughs> to be here. Well, this has been another episode of Dating or At Least Trying. My name is Alex, and today I was joined by... Chance. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.